This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this President's Day. Picking County commissioners are once again punting on an ordinance that would cap the amount of energy new residential homes can use outside. Caroline Yanez has more. Outdoor energy use includes things like driveway snowmelt and heated swimming pools, and in Picking County can account for three times a home's total energy use. Last week, county staff said they needed these limits to meet the county's climate change goals. And Pitkin County Chief Building Official Jeff Erickson says this wouldn't affect most of the people building homes in the county. Large homes are a small subset of the development, but has the most impact on energy consumption. This exterior energy budget will likely not affect homes that are under 5,000 square feet. He says these caps will also make it easier on the county's entire electric grid, especially as more homes move away from fossil fuels. But commissioners still wanted more information about an appeals process, which would allow property owners to seek an exemption from the 200 million BTU cap, which is double what the average Colorado household uses each year. Commissioners will take up the proposed rule again in March. Caroline Yanez, Aspen Public Radio News. Garfield Clean Energy has opened its 2024 applications for people who want help improving their home's energy efficiency. As part of the Re-Energize program, households that make under a certain amount of income can receive a free home assessment to identify ways to save energy and money. They can also get financial assistance for things like improved insulation, more efficient heating and cooling, and LED lighting. Households with lower incomes typically receive funds to cover the full cost of recommended measures. For moderate-income households, the rebates usually range from about $2,000 to $4,000. Renters can qualify, too, and funds are awarded on a first-come, first-served basis. Basalt and Carbondale are both holding elections on April 2nd, and there will be several chances for voters to get to know the candidates. In Basalt, the local chamber and the library are co-hosting a forum for town council candidates on Monday, March 4th. The event will take place at the Basalt Library with a meet and greet at 5 p.m., followed by the official forum at 6. Residents who have questions for the candidates can email those to director at basaltchamber.org by February 28th. The event will be live-streamed on Grassroots TV. And in Carbondale, local news outlets, including the Sopras Sun, will be co-hosting a candidate forum for the town trustee race. It will take place at Town Hall on Wednesday, March 20th at 6 p.m. and will be broadcast live on KDNK. The city of Aspen's sale tax revenue ticked up just 1% in 2023, with notable increases in some sectors and decreases in others. Compared to the previous year, revenue from health and beauty sales was up 93%, and jewelry and gallery tax revenue was up 14%. Meanwhile, tax revenue from marijuana dropped 19%, liquor was down 10%, and lodging taxes overall were down about 3%. All told, the city brought in more than $1.2 billion from sales taxes last year. Garfield County is reminding residents that some services will be closed for President's Day today. That includes county offices of elected officials and administrative departments. County emergency services will remain open, along with the Rifle Garfield County Airport and the landfill near Rifle. 
Aspen's Alex Ferreira made history over the weekend as the first male halfpipe skier to win five World Cup victories in a row and a Crystal Globe. The Crystal Globe is awarded to the freestyle skier with the most World Cup points at the end of the halfpipe season. Ferreira was one of 10 Americans that made it through to the finals, which took place at the Windsport Canada Olympic Park over the weekend. The Colorado Avalanche Information Center is reminding people heading into the backcountry to take extra precautions. Over the last 10 years, state forecasters have seen a large number of avalanche accidents around President's Day weekend. The center says the trend is likely a combination of changing avalanche conditions this time of year and a large number of people recreating in the backcountry. There's considerable avalanche danger in much of our listening area right now. There have been two avalanche fatalities in Colorado so far this winter. You can check the latest forecast on the State Avalanche Center's website or go to avalanche.org. Carbondale local Chris Brandt has been honored as the Bureau of Land Management's Colorado Volunteer of the Year. Brandt serves on the Red Hill Council in Carbondale, which works at the BLM to manage the recreation area. The agency says Brandt has led many special projects to keep the area sustainable for visitors and the local ecosystem. That includes projects like trail maintenance, designing new maps, and education campaigns about picking up after pets. The BLM also recognized Brandt's work leading efforts to improve mud season advisories, including a SKIKO grant to create a mud meter at the trailhead. In a statement, Brandt said it was nice to be acknowledged for his work and said he was glad for the support of the BLM in sustaining Red Hill. Three local adaptive athletes will speak about the importance of equal access for people with disabilities at the Collective in Snowmass Base Village tomorrow. The talk is called Building a More Inclusive Mountain Town. Jacqueline Keller, Adam Lavender, and Leah Potts will share their experience as athletes, artists, and advocates. The talk is part of the Wild Perspective series, co-hosted by The Collective and the Aspen Center for Environmental Studies. In local arts and culture news, Brandy Carlisle, Sting, and Tim McGraw will headline the Jazz Aspen Snowmass Labor Day Music Festival this fall. The lineup was announced last week. Ten-time Grammy winner and celebrated folk rock musician Brandy Carlisle will perform on Friday, August 30th. Country rock artist Lucas Nelson, who's Willie Nelson's son, will open for Carlisle. And on Saturday, August 31st, rock and roll legend Sting will be joined by pop band One Republic and singer-songwriter Michael Markagey. Country star Tim McGraw will close out the festival on Sunday, September 1st. Tickets for the festival are now on sale. Aspen Middle School students competed in their annual Spelling Bee earlier this month. 28 students who won their classroom competitions first participated in the event. 28 students who qualified by winning their classroom competitions participated in the event. School officials report that each speller had their own technique and some participated in as many as 16 rounds. The winning word was lymphoma, and the winning speller, Charlotte Case, now gets to take a written spelling test to qualify for the state spelling bee. In statewide news, Colorado lawmakers are considering new protections for transgender students. KUNC's Lucas Brady Woods reports they're moving forward with a bill that would require schools to use a student's chosen name. 
Under the bill, it would be considered discrimination if a school refuses to use a student's preferred name. Supporters say the measure is necessary to protect transgender students from being forcibly outed. Elizabeth Williams is the parent of a transgender son who goes to school in El Paso County. She testified in support of the bill and said one of her son's teachers refused to use his preferred name. And it affected his mental health and his ability to actually even attend that class. And when you have a teacher that doesn't respect you, um, you just don't want to show. Williams said the bill would also protect the rights of parents who accept and affirm their transgender kids. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods at the state capitol. The bill was introduced by the legislature's Youth Advisory Committee. It was approved by a legislative committee last week and now moves to debate on the House floor. 1,200 new immigrant students have enrolled in Denver public schools since the winter break. The school board received an update on the situation last week. CPR reports the district has hired more teachers and established new bus routes, leaving the district's transportation funding a million dollars over budget. But board members who've toured schools report that teachers, school staff, and volunteers are eager to help. Denver Public Schools Superintendent Alex Marrero told the board that appeals for additional state funding are promising. And in regional news, a union representing workers at grocery stores in Colorado and Wyoming has filed unfair labor practice charges against Kroger and Albertsons. CPR's Alejandro Alonzo Galva reports. The complaint stems from an alleged illegal no-poaching agreement between the two grocery chains. It comes a day after the state attorney general's office revealed that Kroger and Albertsons had agreed to not hire each other's employees. This occurred during a strike by King Super's workers when parent company Kroger was concerned it would lose employees to its competitors. Meanwhile, workers at Safeway were also negotiating new contracts with parent company Albertsons. The union said they believed those negotiations had been happening in good faith, but that the secret agreement was used to gain leverage. A spokesperson for Kroger has denied the allegations. I'm Alejandro Alonso Galva, CPR News. Colorado's Attorney General Phil Weiser has filed a lawsuit asking the Denver District Court to block a proposed merger between Kroger and Albertsons. That suit includes $1 million in penalties for the no-poaching agreement. The Aspen Public Radio newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanez, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.